Welcome back to Starter 5 Podcast on SB Nation Grizzly Bear Blues. I am the one P Shark. I am underscore Scalita on Twitter as always. Nothing's changed. This your guy, the three and D guy, Trevor, standing in the corner. What's good, everybody? What's good, y'all? Uh, at Tam Shakira, man. Just letting y'all know this may or may not be my last time with the fellas because I'm getting tired of being harassed, but it is what it is. I do not know what he's talking about. I, I, have, not... I have no recollection of the event in question. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're not cool. tolerate harassment over here. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like the last dog. Let me not say that. Never mind. How y'all doing? <laughs> uh man, we're doing pretty well. We're doing pretty well, man. But let's go and go back over the week. The Grizzlies did extend their streak to 11 games in a row before going back on the road, enjoying the light nightlife a little too much in Phoenix, in Phoenix and LA. And wanted to beef, get a little beef with Shannon Sharp. In between all of that, to take a couple of L's on the road and try to sneak away with a road loss yesterday against the Suns, knowing we all watching football. So, what are y'all thoughts about the Grizzlies this past week? Um, definitely an up and down weekend. Well, up and down week. Sorry. Um, I think where we saw, um, the Grizzlies probably one of their most complete games of the season, um, against Phoenix last week. Um, um, and then to kind of essentially follow that up with probably one of the most entertaining games of the week that they had against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, it started out well, started out really good. And then, you know, Friday happened, and I'm not sure what the debacle of a late game um, collapse was from from the Memphis Grizzlies and, and things like that. Um, to then even continue that and have a pretty difficult loss against the Phoenix Suns, which is it's kind of troublesome that, you know, we have a team – or to every single year, it's like, you know, we should definitely be beating this team where I think past couple of years has been like the Pelicans or it's been like the Trailblazers or something like that. So it's a little frustrating to kind of see that, you know, we, the Phoenix Suns kind of low-key got us in the circle, even though we, we we did beat them by 30 last week. Um, but I'm not I'm not too down on them yet. They, they did just win 11 games in a row. And so um, that loss against the Lakers um, – it, it kind of seems like it's it's kind of turned that loss into another loss. And so hopefully we can kind of see, and we'll talk about this at the end of the podcast, we kind of see them kind of flip the switch in and get back to their winning ways. Yeah, I'm not going to get too down on the Grizzlies neither um, with this week. Um, I actually did say it in that second matchup that they would lose to the Phoenix Suns in Phoenix because I just felt that uh, somebody from Phoenix was coming back. And, of course, uh, Chris Paul, of course, made his return, uh, finished, I believe, with 22 and 11. Pretty much just the Phoenix jumped out on Memphis right out the gate, and, and it was a great effort by Memphis to get it back close, to at least get it down to the final possession. But you could tell that they, they wasn't all the way engaged in the Lakers game. Uh, another weird uh, game out west for the Grizzlies, a game that they very well should have won because they had a double-digit lead. Um, for most of that game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then for them to lose in the fashion that they did, um, primarily because you're leaving 14 points at the line. Um, 26 of 40 is not going to get it done, um, especially if you're not only trying to contend in the playoffs, but possibly contend for an NBA championship. Uh, that's just me. You got to make your free throws. I Granted, most of those free throws were shot by Steven Adams and Brandon Clark. That puts you at 10 of 19. You still could have gone 21 for 21 with everyone else that shot free throws. So I'm not going to 
don't hit me with that excuse about who shot the most free throws for the Grizz in that game. But uh, overall, man, it was just a great week. Um, to Skylar's point, they played probably their best complete game uh, against Phoenix in, in FedEx form. And then we got possibly a playoff atmosphere type game against the Cavaliers, which went down to the wire. Um, possible finals uh, matchup. We'll see. That remains to be seen. But uh, I'm not going to get too far down on the Grizz. Yeah, the Lakers lost hurt because that's a game we should have won. Uh, but this is definitely a teachable moment at this point for the Grizz. All right, y'all, y'all being a little bit too nice, and I understand why, but I don't like the fact that we lost against the Suns and the Lakers, of course, being a Grizz fan who wants to see their team lose. But a couple of weeks ago, I, I had, you know, on our names on StreamYard that we were, what, 4, 15 and 11 against the West? And now we're 15 and 13, and if we look at our schedule, by the time we have our next home game, we may not be 500 against the West that we're supposed to be so-called fine in. Hey, y'all, that's an issue for me. I'm sorry. I know it's still kind of, you know, we get into the midst of the season. You know, I get it. But we can't lose to a Lakers team that, you know, I feel like can be in the playoffs. But, you know, others people, other people can't, you know, feel like they're not supposed to be. Whatever. We're not supposed to lose to that team. That's just my opinion. Ain't no way in hell that Chris Paul, who in my, in my opinion and statistically is having the worst season of his career, comes back and light us up for 22 and whatever he did and had us down 30, whatever, whatever that score was. Ain't no way in hell we were supposed to go through that. And as a Grizz fan, I get, you know, I, I, I get not to take too light in this. But, y'all, like I said, John Moran, he said we were fine in the West. If you look at our record against the Western Conference, and like I said, by the next home game against, I think, the Pacers next week, is a chance we won't be 500 in the West. That's an issue that I think we need to talk about, unless we don't need to. What y'all think? I think it becomes an issue when that time comes, or if that time comes. It, so, becomes, like, it becomes an issue in April and May, in my opinion. I don't think – I really don't think it's going to become an issue um, – going forward because if you want to keep it a bug, you're really measuring yourself against probably the Nuggets and everyone else you're pretty much favored in. So I, I wouldn't wouldn't hit the panic button on that just yet. So but it is a cause for at least a concern, at least a conversation. So I kinda agree with you slightly there. Yeah, that's why I mean I think especially the Lakers loss and to me personally, it was more disappointing because of everything that happened, especially with the Sharon Sharp stuff. So you do all of that, then you go out and blow that game. That was that was made that was more disappointing. But that's a typical like I didn't seen crazy NBA endings during the regular season, and the way we lost the game that you could chalk that up that that happens like throughout the season, just random crazy endings like that happening. The Phoenix game that was very disappointing how they came out, uh, very sluggish. Now I understand the road trip and all of that, but now they're back to a losing road record. They are 11 and 12 on the road. So back time, kind of to this point, they are 15 and 12 in the conference. Like you would hope that they take a little more pride in it. And what they are doing, they're still showing their youth. So you're hoping that that they can, you know, grow up a little bit, but they are still one of the youngest teams, which hence why we need a veteran, a la Danny Green comes back or in a trade for another veteran. That's that's why we stress the points of veteran leadership because the team is basically just showing their youth. And although they're really good enough to win a championship, it does feel like that them being young still is going to find a way to hinder them at some point in time, either now or in late April or May in the playoffs. So 
I think it's definitely a conversation that's upcoming potentially, but I don't think it's necessarily time to put time to push the panic button right at this very moment. But it was a definite topic to bring up. So to your point too, it is starting to get a little worrisome. I think the thing that's troubling him, that's troubling me is Trevor mentioned it is their lack of like their poor percentage from the free throw line. I think if they're even a couple ticks better than where they are now, like do they even have some of those losses? And again, we don't want to play the what have could have should have game, but like that's the thing that's that's troubling me is their inability to make free throws, which I think that was part of the reason. I mean, just a little bit, but that's why they've had some of these collapses. Uh, whether it's against the Lakers or whether it's against some of these Western Conference teams, like that's the thing that, in my opinion, if I'm if I'm Taylor Jenkins, like we got to find some way to to correct this issue. Like we have got to find a way to practice free throws, but knock them down not only in practice but during the game, and then all like during the game, but in the final you know two or three minutes of the game to kind of put some of these teams away. And I think some teams knowing that you know. We're going against the Grizzlies, and you know it's you know everything that comes with it, and you know we know how great they are. But if I'm on an opposing team, like let's just see how long we can stay in the game. And I think that's kind of what the Lakers did. Let's see how long we can stay in this game. Let's see if we can kind of put a little bit more pressure on them to go to the line, make free throws. And if they don't, you know, then you know we got a chance. So that's the thing that if I'm you know if I'm a fan, if I'm a coach, like we got to circle that part and get that corrected. As a team right now, the Grizzlies are shooting 71% from the free throw line as a team. And that is bad. What else is bad is that nobody that takes, that averages at the very least, maybe just above four attempts a game, is shooting above 80%. The only person that's doing that is Desmond Bain. Everyone else is in the 70s. And that, at some point in the final, has to change. Especially with John Morant, if you're getting to the free throw line eight, eight times a game, I need you making seven out of eight. Uh, as I mentioned before in the previous podcast, I need you at least at eighty percent as the uh, go-to player, as the franchise guy. I need you in the eighties. Um, everyone else, I, I think, can show some kind of improvement. Jaron is right there at eighty, so I, I wouldn't uh, put him in that category as well. I probably need him at eighty as well. But yeah, everyone else is like in the seventies. Outside of maybe outside of uh, Desmond Bain, again, that's shooting more than um, four free throws a game. So, uh, yeah, I, I think these free throws is going to be an issue. And to that, and another thing that I do want to point out as well is sometimes as a coach, I, I got I hate to call out Taylor Jenkins on this, but sometimes as a coach, when you're seeing certain players not giving their all or just coming out flat. And there's only a shorthand of players that are actually coming out to play. Sometimes you just got to become the veteran coach, per se, and just bench some of these guys and just let them know, like, hey, we need to uh, pick this whole thing up. Um, yeah, we always talk about veteran leadership, but the best thing um, to kind of combat that a little bit is having a coach that is a quote-unquote no-nonsense coach. Okay, if my stars are not getting it done, okay, I'm going to put these young guys out there. And we may go down by 20, we may go down by 30, but something has to give as far as you have to come out and compete and start beating the teams you're supposed to be. I'm with you with everything you just said, Trevor. My thing is, I think what we're looking at, and I think according to scouting reports that we may get against other teams, we're not a good free throw shooting team. I mean, let's just let's just call it that. And Trevor, you just named the stats outside of Bain and maybe Triple J. 
if I'm the Grizzlies, like like example A, like against the Lakers, I literally could have called, I could have tweeted the exact play that they were gonna run for Ja to get to the paint for him to try to get a free throw call. That's their go. That's their way to win games, and it work. It has worked sometimes in the past, but nine times out of ten, especially if I got if I'm looking, if I'm an opponent, and I know my free my my opponent can't look, can't hit free throws, I'm gonna send your ass to the line. And that's how and that that's a problem right now. So it sounds to me like the Grizz need to be trained for not even some three point shooters. You need to trade for some free throw shooters. That's what it sounds like to me. Facts. <laughs> that's definitely facts. Because going back to y'all point, I don't think they are what they are from the free throw line. That's not improving. I don't believe that a team is going to improve. I don't I don't see it happening. <laughs> so, like Tuke just said, it might have to be a trade for just a decent free throw shooter or just hope that you – like in Lakers game, they start getting free throws in the fourth quarter, but in the very end, we still lost on a missed free throw. So, like, you know, people will start saying, oh, we hit nine in a row, but we still lost the game on the last free throw miss. I don't see this team improving as a team collectively. You just got to hope your best free throw shoes go to the line. And Desmond Bain, for instance, in that Lakers game, had the ball and got the ball stolen. So it's almost like hoping for the best with the free throw shooting. And really just need to – and think about what Trevor said about Taylor Jenkins. I don't see him becoming – That's his personality is a chill guy. I don't see him becoming like that coach that's just going to really bite into them. So that's why, that's why I was alluding to getting like a veteran player a lot like a Jay Crowder, somebody who's going to really get into the players. But overall, going back to the week, they did. I'm glad that they finally had some close games because they have had a bunch of blowouts lately. And that's something that I was starting to get a little cognizant of because going to playoffs, all the games are not going to be blowouts. You're going to have games coming out to the wire. So I am glad that they have the game against Cleveland where Jaron Jackson and Dylan Brooks showed that their potential first team all defense, defensive player of the year candidates on the last couple of possessions. I'm glad that the first game against Phoenix that they held them to 106 and beat them by 30. But then the last two games on the road, they kind of got back to their old, all right, you score, I score away. So they have, they definitely have some improvements, but when they all boys down to it, they are still one of the top teams. We just got to hope that they know when they're switching on and off when the time comes. Anybody else got Anything else about the week before we move forward? Nah, I'm good. That's you pretty much hit the nail on the head. I think we all did it for the most part. Cool. And we are on, uh, live on Twitter Spaces for those who are listening in on the when this episode gets released on Tuesday. We are recording before the Sacramento Kings game. So anything we say about the game when the episode actually is released, the game will already have been played. But this is a topic, and I got the list at the top. So the title of the episode is Top 10 Memphis Grizzlies Players. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies of all time. And anybody who's listening in, if y'all want to join in, y'all feel free to welcome to join as a speaker or kind of make a comment in the comments below. Actually, we do have a couple of comments, but <laughs> not this uh... <laughs> real skip at this thing from uh, Savage. <laughs> uh, look at some of the comments. Ryan Ryan Harris, I got Ryan Harris said Memphis Ops. He was the free throw man. So yeah, that's definitely true. But going to the top 10 Grizzlies players, too, brought this to my attention last week. And I feel like this would be a good topic for this episode. And Fadeaway World, I, want, I hope I got that right. Fadeaway World actually came up with this 10 greatest Memphis Grizzlies players, right? So going from 10 to 1, number 10 is Jaron Jackson. Number 9 is Rudy Gay. 8, Mike Miller. 7, Tony Allen. 6, Sharif Abdul-Rahim. 
five, John Morant, four, Pal Gasol, three, Zach Randolph, two, Mike Conley, and one, Mark Gasol. I repeat, 10, Jaron Jackson, Rudy Gay at nine, Mike Miller at eight, Tony Allen at seven, Sharifa Rahim at six, John Morant at five, Pal Gasol at four, Zebo at three, Mike Conley at two, and Mark Gasol at one. What are y'all thoughts about this list? Um, it's a really good list. And actually, when I went through my 10, um, the only um, call out that I had was I would have put Shane Battier at 10. That would be my only thing. I'm, you know, used to be a huge Duke fan. And so um, that era in which Shane Battier came over, he was definitely known as, um, you know, as a tough defender. He definitely could make threes. And so, granted, I'm not taking away anything that Jaron Jackson Jr. has done or will do for this team. Um, but just don't believe he's quite there as of right now. So that would be my only thing is I would push Shane Betty at 10. Um, I, honestly, I have to agree with Skylar. Um, I, it was really tough to really between Shane and, um, and Jerry Jackson Jr. because both have been – intricate parts of what the Grizzlies do on the defensive end during their time uh, here in Memphis. Uh, but I think Jaron has a lot more to do, and just having him in this list right now is just, eh, I could do without without Jaron, at least for right now. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with Skylar here. I'd rather have Shane Battier at 10 than Jaron Jackson Jr. Hey, I took literally the sentiments out of my mouth. Like, once I saw I liked that Jaron was on there. I liked that we had the young guy. But the fact that Jaron is is becoming, you know, one of the better the Grizz, you know, Grizz defenders, whereas Shane Battier came into the league. And if you were to ask the Kobe's, the ask the Tracy McGrady's, you know, the players back in back in the day when he played for the Grizz, they say that he was their toughest, you know, opponent. You know, then T.A. came along and we know his story. So definitely T.A. deserves to be in the top 10. But Shane Battier. Um, at 10, I can definitely see that he was a not, corner specialist for sure. I think his corner specialist was probably a Hall of Fame or something like that. Um, and then, like, for the crucial moments, um, you know, just being that grin grind player, uh, really before the grin grind kind of play, because he was one of the earlier Grizz players with Pau Gasol. Um, so I think, you know, the fact that y'all acknowledge that, kudos to y'all, shout out to y'all. Um, I think I couldn't agree more with that. Um, I think if we were to uh, rank them, Shark, I don't, I'm not sure if this was a ranking or not, but I'm going to assume so. Um, just like you, I honestly would believe, and I, this can be, you know, a conversation for us. I think Zach Randolph should be in the number one spot. Uh, that's just me. I don't think that we making it to the playoffs without Zach Randolph. Um, Hendo's clutch shots hitting, lit, being literally that go-to bucket that we needed for us to beat the San Antonio Spurs. Um, Marcus All, of course, he had the accolades. You know, Tony Allen would probably disagree, but at the same time, he was an all-star. Um, but if you ask me who I'm putting the ball, you know, in at the end of the game to help me win the game, I'm going with Zebo. Um, Mike Conley being the number two, perfect. You know, still the the the, the franchise leader in assists and scoring. So we're going to, you know, continuously put respect on Captain Conley's name. But um, like I said, with Shane Batty at 10 and Z-Ball at number one is, you know, the only changes I make. But I actually like the list. Shout out to uh, – shout out to – what's it? Fadeaway World. And going to the comments. First up, too, you talked about us trolling. You tried to troll us, talk about some where is Brian Cardinal. Hey, he shot 90% <laughs> from the free throw line. And I'm pretty sure the free throw touched on the end. So, hey. Let's get that number 35 back. If we can't get KD in the 35, let's get Brian Connor back in the 35, bro. (laughs) 
You trolling, bro? That's all I'm say. <laughs> oh, no, no, y'all, uh, uh-uh, nope, nope, nope. I can't use trolling against me. I'm getting revenge right now. I'm also serious. Oh man, but move forward. Other comments. I'm with Savage on too, and these are the things I was actually about to lose to shout out to Savage. He said Sharif don't even count as Memphis Grizzly for me. Ah, that was the very first thought that came to my mind. But let me go. Let me go to his other comment. I can't say. He said I can't say Marcus is the best. Christy up. I'm sorry. I, I'm with him over both of that as well. And Ryan said, what about Jason Williams? When I first looked at this list, really, y'all three comments are the first things that came to my mind. First thing, Marcus Allen, number one on my list. Yeah, it's definitely Zebo. Like, and like Tuke said, you don't know if this was a ranking or not. When I think when I clicked on it, it did show in that order, like it was one through ten. But I'm going to double check. But I think this this, this was the exact order. So, yeah, first off the top, definitely Zebo is number one. Swap him in. I might, I don't know if I keep Mike on level mark. I probably keep marking number two. He'll probably go down number two. So, yeah, Zebo definitely number one. If we talk to Memphis Grizzlies, Sharif Duarheen never played a game in Memphis. He played for Vancouver Grizzlies. And Sharif, Sharif Duarheen was cold. I was, I hate that they traded him and Mike Bibby when they came to Memphis, but he never played in Memphis. So, if I'm thinking Memphis Grizzlies. Specifically, Memphis Grizzlies, he can't even be in the list. If you're thinking just regular Grizzlies, period, yeah, he's definitely in the right spot. But if I just think of Memphis Grizzlies, period, he'll be dropped out, and I'm choosing between Shane Battier, Shane Battier or Jason Williams. That's a tough one. I don't even know who I'm choosing to be a 10 <laughs> or a 9, for that matter, long, long lines with Jaren. That's a tough one. And y'all know how I felt about Rudy Gay, but I don't – Keep keep getting top ten. I, I almost went slick and dropped him out. But I don't know who I'm choosing between Jason Williams and Shane Battier for the number ten spot. If I were dropping Sharif Durahim, yeah, I can't. <laughs> but what y'all think about Sharif Durahim? I guess we know he never played the game. Memphis. If we drop, if we were to drop out Sharif Durahim, who would y'all replace him with for like actual Memphis Grizzlies? Uh, if you keep the list the same, uh, I think this is where Shane gets rewarded. If you take Sharif out, you gotta throw in Shane. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I go ahead, too. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, uh, why, I was just wanting to know, like, why Jason Williams, you know, especially over the career that Shane Battier had as a grizzly. Oh, Jason Williams had. If you well, think of it that way, you know what? I'm probably thinking of Jason Weed's overall career. So to your point, too, I would probably choose Shane Battier as the Memphis Grizzly. But I think overall career, probably Jason Williams for his time in Sacramento. Um, so yeah, I choose. I probably choose, choose Shane Battier in this scenario. Yeah, and for me, if you take Abdul uh, Rahim out, um, and I go with my original list, and I have Shane Battier in. Then I then I would definitely um, make room. That would definitely make room for Jaren for sure. How y'all feel yeah. about Bane not being on? Bane not there yet. Uh, yeah. Bane, Bane, Bane still yet. has a lot to accomplish. I don't I don't think you could put him in there yet. Yeah, he ain't there yet because even like Jaren Jackson has the first team all defense. So yeah, Bane has a another year or two, but he's on his way. All right, we got some more trolls in the comments, Savage. I know this man not tweeted Jill for uh, for Shane to beat. Be, all right, so what we're not going to do is address anything else that Savage puts in the comments. <laughs> Hold on, he he should know he should know Hashim to beat very well if I remember that two K story. 
Let's not bring it up. <laughs> yeah, Just, yeah. We we not try to bring it up on this podcast. We're not moving forward. Try to really, really live those days. Now, if you want to put him on the top ten list of ugliest Grizzlies, then we can definitely put him. Just, that's not. Right. <laughs> I'm done. I'm turning my mic off. But moving forward, that was that was a pretty intriguing, pretty cool list right there. But moving forward, the Grizzlies do have four games this week, and those four games are man, I just had the schedule pulled up. I know they play the Sacramento Kings tonight. Like I said, we're recording it before this game, so by the time this recording is actually out, the game will have already been played. But they play Sacramento Kings, then they play at the Golden State Warriors on Wednesday. And, at the, and this is uh, NBA Rapper Week. So those are the two Rapper games at Golden State and at Minnesota. All these games are on national TV. The Sacramento game is on NBA TV. Golden State is on ESPN and Minnesota is on NBA TV. Then we return home to play the Indiana Pacers Sunday before we record our next episode next Monday. So what's y'all record for the Grizzlies this week in these four games? Man, I'm going to go two and two. I still think that they'll be playing 500 basketball. Um, I believe that they – I'm still skeptical about this Kings game. First of all, I hate that this game is so late for the old people like me in the building. Um, I believe that they'll – let me skip the Kings games. I'm stealing my feelings about that. I don't know. Um, the Grizzlies absolutely like to embarrass us on national TV, so I think they'll take a loss against <laughs> against the Warriors. Um Another NBA TV game on on Friday. I'll go with a dub against the Timberwolves. I'm gonna knock on wood. On, I'm gonna knock on wood somewhere. Um, so that's one of one so far against the Pacers. They'll come back home and get that dub. Um, and I think they take a loss against the Kings. I hope it's not three straight losses, but that's what I'm going with. Uh, I'm actually going three and one with a loss to the Timberwolves. Um, I, I think. The Kings game does scare me, but I think given the effort that they uh, given last night against Phoenix and Taylor Jenkins kind of sort of called them out a little bit, saying we're not playing up to our standards as a role team. I think Memphis comes out, guns blazing, and uh, edges out Sacramento and gets a W there. Uh, Golden State's not playing real; it's not playing good basketball right now. Uh, they recently just took a loss to the Brooklyn Nets. Without KD, another master class put on by Kyrie Irving um, against those guys. And they're just not looking good. They're not looking the same right now. So I, I don't see why Memphis can't avenge the Christmas Day loss because I'm pretty sure that's on their minds as well and take care of business there. Uh, Minnesota's in complete disarray, yet they're playing uh, well at home and things of that nature. But for some reason, Memphis just does not show up in Minnesota. So I got them taking a loss there. And then they return home to take care of business against the Pacers. I got us going three and one for the simple fact that ain't no way in hell Golden State losing at home. Uh, that'll be the only loss I got us going for. Um, course, Even though they just them. lost at home, but okay. They're going to lose two in a row. How about that? <laughs> but, okay, that's uh, better. <laughs> Yeah, that, 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 yeah, that definitely is much better. They definitely just took an L. Um, <laughs> but no, nah, I'm going to go three and one. Uh, just for the simple fact, it's at home for Golden State. It's on national TV. And the Grizz, just like it, it I, I know y'all said it's too early, but my, my, my eyes on the Grizz as far as going against Western Conference teams. And I'm really hoping 
we get a dub against the Kings because they're the, the number three, number four team in the West Conference, something like that. So we it's one of them games where we got to win. We can't be, you know, losing by 30 and come back like the Suns because the Kings, they, they offense is just straight up, like, magnificent right now. So we're going to have to come out guns blazing. But as far as, uh, like I said, we're going to lose against Golden State, I think we'll beat uh, Minnesota even though Ant-Man going to be on the tear and, you know, we're going to pray for us on that one. Uh, hopefully Dylan Brooks, the grandson who – Surprisingly, ain't nobody brought up this uh, this episode. Uh, hopefully, he can do <laughs> leave it to you against Ed, man. I mean, I'm giving him leave, props. I'm giving leave, props. It, leave it to no, you. No, 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 no. I'm giving him this props because if he's supposed to be this defender that everybody loves and he's putting up great numbers, we need you to hold Ed, man to at least 20 points. I'm that's that's my challenge to him. We hold him to 20 points, we win. And against the Pacers at, at home, I think we we can we can get that one for sure. But my every 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 team we go against as in a Western Conference, y'all just pay close attention to at this point. Yeah, definitely. And I'm with you too. I got three and one, but different order. I actually have us lose to the Kings because it's the one's the second night of back to back, a second night of back to back on the road. So that means they have traveled from Phoenix to Sacramento after fighting back in that game last night, using all their energy in the second half. And as we are recording before this. Games played. Job Morant and Stephen Adams are both questionable, so not sure if they are playing or not. So that might definitely factor into some of our picks as well. But that's what also have them going. So three game losing streak followed by three game winning streak. They got to advantage that Christmas Day taste bad taste that they left on Christmas Day at Golden State. They got to find a way to get that one in the rivalry game. Also, their last time they played in Minnesota, they got advantage that bad taste they left in that game. Uh, they didn't show up kind of similar to their son's game yesterday. That's how their last game they played at Minnesota went, I think, in either late November or early December. Then they returned home to play Indiana Pacers. Got to take advantage of the, I guess, the lesser competition, especially from the Eastern Conference, which they are playing well against the East. So, yep, give me three and one with the loss to the Kings, followed by a three-game winning streak. Anybody got anything else for the Grizzlies this week? No, nah, but hopefully they make some damn free throws this week, and hopefully we can see more. Well, we can see less of John Conchar. He got the best tattoo on the team, but that don't mean he needs to be top, you know, six or seven of getting minutes on the team. It's time to it's time to see somebody else. That's all I gotta say. So are we are we officially <laughs> signing the petition for uh, giving David Roddy John Conchar's minutes? Are we officially uh, signing that petition? We <laughs> hey, hell, we can give Took those minutes. I'm I don't give a damn. Who <laughs> take John Conchar, take John Conchar out of there. Shoot, so I did my free throws. What you shoot free throw line? If you if you if you if you averaged about twelve attempts from the free throw line, how many would you make? Why you just to say ten? I ain't that good at math, so we just say ten. <laughs> Look at um, that. <laughs> I get eighty. <laughs> I get eighty, but so you gonna come up with a random number like twelve? I can't do that math like that. <laughs> but no, I can do. I can hit at least eight. Cause like, come on, man, come on. And that's the thing. That's what we're talking about. I think all of us on here can hit at the very min- the bare minimum can hit seven out of ten. So as a team, as a professional team, I'm pretty sure the Grizz can get up to at least 80, 81 ish. So yeah, I'll go yeah. seven if I'm shooting ten free throws. Yeah, I'm a good seven for ten as well. And we've been signing that petition. When you asked the question about the petition, uh, yeah, we've been on John Contrary out for a month. But you know, it's Terry Jenkins' boy, so. Hey, which might feel we have to deal with right there. But that does for the episode. Y'all always know to follow us on Twitter at the starting five, the number five, M E M. 
You can also find this episode on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Our Heart. You can also subscribe to Greasy Bread Blues Podcast Network on these platforms and get every single episode of our five podcasts, GBB Live, the Next Gen Podcast, the Core 4 Podcast, and Greasy Bread Bets. Remember to follow me on Twitter at the one D-A-O-N-E underscore P-Shark. I'm at underscore Scott Lito on Twitter as always. Justice for Tyree Nichols as well. Always. I'm at the Art of Trevor. You know, of is a preposition, so don't capitalize it. Peace. <laughs> and Mr. Can't Make Free Throws. Hey, hey, Kevin, hey, man, add Sam Shakira, add I can make my free throws. But hey, real talk, this needs to be the last time we bring up dude. Like, not for the season, for the whole year. Y'all know exactly what dude I'm talking about. As long, as long as you don't bring him up, we should be all right. So we good. I ain't got no reason to bring him up. We don't have a reason to bring him up, so don't bring him up. So we good. So let's keep it moving. We're talking about the same person, right? Yes, we are. I was hoping that person was ashamed to beat. That's what I thought she was talking nah, about. It wasn't, it wasn't. Nah, nah, it ain't ashamed to beat. Yeah, far, far, far other skin color, far other nationality, far. At least how she to be played, kind of. You know, I guess know. barely, barely, <laughs> barely. <laughs> yeah, they kind of in the same boat of that one. Huh? Bro, made this in yeah. a compliment. That's not a compliment. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I'll try. Oh, my God. Go Grizz. Go Grizz. <laughs>